You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. Learn how the power of the Holy Spirit leads us to praise God in this message by Pastor Ryan Gidor. Today we are starting a new series behind the scene and I would want to take advantage of this opportunity that this is uh, a discussion on the Holy Spirit. We are starting a new series on the Holy Spirit entitled Behind the Scene knowing that the Holy Spirit is at work beyond what our eyes can see. At the end of the series, we will learn to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit as we proclaim the gospel. And we will talk about the Holy Spirit, though at times we are familiar that the Holy Spirit is of the New Testament, but I hope that you are familiar that from the very beginning, the Holy Spirit has been provided. In fact, the Word of God says that in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And I hope that it has given you a clear message that indeed the Spirit of God was from the very beginning. And in the book of Genesis, even God the Father uh, has validated that God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. God was simply saying that I'm with the Son and the Holy Spirit, that indeed you are what? You are under the authority of the triune God. He gifted God's people for service, not just with what? With the things that they like and the things that uh, they want to do. And if you're familiar that based on our discussion about a week ago on the last series that we have had, Every Nation and Action, we did talk about the move, the Holy Spirit that has given the church a new level, a new sense of boldness. Thus, they can do things beyond their wildest dream. Ladies and gentlemen, look up here for a while. If you're dragging yourself to church and you're bored with your Christianity, it goes to say that you are doing things according to your flesh. If you're just coming to church just for the sake that indeed you're present in church, and if you feel like if you don't go to church, God will not bless you, you're getting it all wrong. Church is not just about a weekly routine. It is your response to how good God has been in your life. Amen. And if you're bored, I'm not taking it against you. If you struggle reading your Bible, and some of us here, uh, we don't have an appetite reading our Bible, it goes to say that you're doing things on your own. You cannot change your situation. You cannot change yourself. Okay? Couples in the house, if you're married, how many married people in the house? Married, raise your hand. Okay? Some of you are thinking twice if you're married. So uh, I hope you do understand that you cannot change your partner. You can change the people around you. It takes the involvement of the Holy Spirit. This is why I am so excited because a lot of us here, we think that going to church is always according to your strength, according to your ability, according to how good you are. I am telling you right now, apart from the Spirit of God, you will what? Limit yourself. And this is why I'm excited because the Bible has validated from Samson to Gideon to David when the Spirit of God fell on them, they did extraordinary things. Amen. I know that whether you like it or not, whether you will try your best or not, you as an individual is limited. Amen. All of us are limited, but because of the power of God, we are limitless. Amen. We can do all things to the degree of strength that God has given us. This is why I am blessed uh, interacting with this message for the past few weeks because I believe that God has a message for us. If you observe, the Old Testament has a lot of manifestations of what and who the Spirit is. But the fulfillment of that and most of the things that took place on the account of the Holy Spirit has a lot to do with the New Testament. And thus, the people in the Old Testament has prophesied of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And I hope that indeed some of us here at times we are envious of the great men in the Bible. I hope that you're encouraged tonight 
that in fact people in the past okay, are hoping and wanting to live in our generation. Because the things that was prophesied in the Bible will come into pass. In fact, one of these things are what the Bible has promised, that there is what the manifestation that young men will dream dreams and they will see visions. These are the things that you can expect because church is not just your religious routine that every Sunday you come and be available and be present and raise your hand and then you're out. If there is no transformation happening in your life, you're wasting your time. You need the intervention of the Holy Spirit. This is why we're not here to condemn anyone. We're here to create an environment where the Holy Spirit is manifested so that you will realize that it's not just about you and what you can do and how you can possibly change yourself. You need God's intervention in your life. You need the Spirit of God to intervene and change your heart. Amen. You know what? I used to live a life of sin before I came to know the Lord at the age of 16. I'm embarrassed, but I'm free. But I'm embarrassed to say this, that I used to steal a lot of things before I came to know the Lord. I had this fascination of of stealing fire extinguishers. But that was my life in the past. I just love love to play with it. Do you understand? And, And the other side of that, I love to... To steal signages on the street? Please don't, don't look at me, okay? I may be bald but forgiven. Do you understand? And because of that, I do struggle. Lord, how can I overcome this struggle? And I'm always condemned. But I'm telling you right now, it is only through the Holy Spirit that you're changed. So if you're here right now, you're tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of your situation, you can change yourself. But the hope that we have is that the Holy Spirit is prepared to change us. Amen. So the next few weeks will be exciting. John 14, verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another, say the word, helper, okay, or advocate, to be with you forever. Verse 17, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, you know Him. Amen. For He dwells with the Holy Spirit every single day, wants to interface with you, because that is the reason why He is here to what? to inhabit your life. Isn't it amazing that the Holy Spirit was sent for you and for me, but we what take for granted of the involvement of the Holy Spirit? How many of you here, honestly, okay, you have friends. You have friends. How many of you here, honestly, you don't have friends? Okay, last question. How many of you here, even if I will ask series of questions, you, you would never respond? I mean, okay? And, and my point for saying this, I, I have friends. And and how many of you here, you want to be with your friends that always overlook your presence? I mean, you're, you, you, you always go with them and you, you party with them, but they act and live and talk as if you're not around. And, and every single week, you're excited to be with them. <laughs> they, 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 they overlook me. I want to be with them. You know what, Dad? I miss my friends. Do you understand? Because I love being overlooked. <laughs> Do you understand? Nobody wants to be rejected or overlooked. Am, am I correct? That's what we do every single day with the Holy Spirit. Because we feel like the Holy Spirit is just a mystical force. No, the Holy Spirit is a person, and we will talk about it. I hope that you do understand that in Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 8, it was written, and I know you're familiar with this, that the uh, promise was for the people who got to receive the Holy Spirit. And it says right here, but you will receive power. Say the word power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. During their time, it's hard to be a witness. You'll be killed. But it was the Holy Spirit that gave them the boldness. So I realized this must be something really extraordinary. And I realized that indeed they were tasked and asked to stay put because they cannot do the things that God has called them to do 
Apart from the Holy Spirit. Okay. And, and, and apart from the Holy Spirit, we, we can't do the things that God has called us to do. Thus, it is important for us to know who the Holy Spirit is. Now, the Holy Spirit is not a dove, like a dove. Do you understand? There's a big difference between a dove and, and like a dove. I mean, if somebody will tell you, you're like princess so-and-so. I mean, you're like, but you're not this person. Am I correct? So I hope that you do understand you are being compared, but the Holy Spirit is not an animal. Uh, it's symbolic, but I hope you do uh, understand that the Holy Spirit, first and foremost, is a what? A person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He grieves. When we overlook Him, He testifies, bears witness, He speaks into your heart. Okay, in Romans chapter 8, verse 27, the Holy Spirit has a mind, and the Holy Spirit is not an it. So for the past few years, you think the Holy Spirit is just an added bonus when it comes to your relationship with God. No, you're getting it all wrong. Just like what I mentioned, if you're bored with your walk with God, it affirms one thing. You don't have an interaction with the Holy Spirit. Because He's a person. So my question with you right now, how do you get to know the Holy Spirit? By talking to Him. In fact, for some of us here, we think we need to be religious and we need to really interact with the Holy Spirit with religious jargons. Holy Spirit, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Oh, Holy Anointed One. Oh, praise God. Oh, no. And some of us, we, 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 we tend to be mystical. Oh, Holy Spirit, nilalamig ako na sa aircon ka lang. Do you understand? That's not the Holy Spirit. Because religious people like us, we think that, that by, by, by having the feeling and the manifestation, dapat tumayo yung mga balahibo natin, we think that, that, that indeed that's from God. No, you're, you're, you're getting it all wrong. The Holy Spirit was sent for you and for me. So in fact, every single day, the Holy Spirit is excited to get to know you. But here you are, you are what? Excited of opening your Facebook. That was yung shout out mo, I love the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? You can't even talk to the Holy Spirit. You don't even have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you text the Holy Spirit, the response of the Holy Spirit is, who you? Because the Holy Spirit wants to interact, interface with you. Because the Holy Spirit has been sent by Jesus Christ when He was crucified and, and went to be with the Father. He is your counselor and your advocate. Thus, the Holy Spirit is not only a person. He is a divine person. He is also God. The Holy Spirit is God. In fact, the Holy Spirit, okay, is synonymous with the Son and the Father. And we will talk further about it. The Holy Spirit is distinct. The Holy Spirit shares the same essence with the Father and the Son, yet He is distinct from them. Simply put, the Holy Spirit is God, but the Holy Spirit is not the Father or the Son. He is His own divine person. Though He is distinct from the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ. This does not mean the Son and the Spirit are one in terms of their being, but rather that their mission, say the word mission, okay, is so united that they are one in their shared redemptive activity. So when it comes to changing you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are working hand in hand for your what? For your regeneration, yung pagbabago ng buhay mo. How many of you here, honestly, okay, you have observed that your life and your ways are changing for the glory of God? Nagbabago ang buhay mo. How many of you here, hirap na hirap kayong isipin ito, okay? Kanina pa eh, okay? And this is the Holy Spirit. He is a person, He is God, He is distinct from the Son and the what? The Father. The Father sent the Son. Okay, and when the Son gave Himself as a sacrifice for us, that's not the end of everything. He wants us to live victoriously. How many of you here, you love and you want to have a victorious life? Okay, good. Amen. 
Praise God! Okay? And because of that, the Holy Spirit is at work. How many of you here, you feel validated that you're never doing life alone? You have the Holy Spirit. The problem is that most of the time, we only ask for the Holy Spirit when we are in trouble. Pastor, my problem kami ng boyfriend ko. Do you understand? Holy Spirit, help me. Do you understand? That's, that's Holy Spirit, I, 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 need, I need you to really provide for what I need and what I want. You only interact with the Holy Spirit if you are in need of something. That relationship will not develop. I want to tell you my love story. Okay? I love my wife so much. And she loves me very, very much. What's wrong with that? I love my wife. And every single year, I would evaluate, not on, not on, on the category if we're growing together, okay, but the number of times that we have connected. In fact, you can be with a person and lose the connection. I'm telling you right now, you can have a husband or a wife and live in the same household, but not connected. Yeah. You can carry that last name, but not be connected with a person. How many of you here can relate with me? If you're connecting with someone. No one, okay? Ang hirap naman. And it's good. And, and this is what we, we want you to, to understand. You can be in church and raise your hands and worship and sing songs and be with a checkered team. You know, the, the music team, okay? Ang galing. Palakpakan po natin sila. If you want to join the music team, just wear checkered, okay? You're in. Kidding, okay? And, and going back to my story, okay, of how I, I go about my relationship with my wife every single day, we, we just don't talk, we connect. I would look at uh, her eyeball to eyeball, we talk and we discuss things and... You know what? I don't know why. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but I'm telling you right now, it works, young... What's wrong, okay? Why I want to connect with her, okay? And, and this is what the Holy Spirit is, is trying to convey. You can, you can know facts about the Holy Spirit. You can hear about information about the Holy Spirit. But if you're not connecting with the Holy Spirit, there's something wrong. Reading the Bible is just a routine. Reading the, the Bible is, is just part of your do's and don'ts. Reading the Bible is just religious. How many of you here, you feel at times when you open your Bible, you feel religious? I'm a good person. That's a book Raise your hands, come on now. When you're open, I'm a good person. Usually we're like that. Why? Because you think that your value is dependent on what you do. And the reason why this is, this is life-changing, because whether you open your Bible or not, God loves you so much. And when you experience that love, you can't help but open your Bible. The Holy Spirit gives you an appetite. This is why it is important for us to know that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. For you to collide with the outworking of the Holy Spirit every single day. Before you retire at night, talk to the Holy Spirit privately. Don't talk to the Holy Spirit, I mean, on your way home, nakasakay kayo sa jeep, usapin niyo Holy Spirit. Okay? Uh, please, okay? I mean, there's a place for that. And I hope that you, you, you do understand that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. If you're breathing, the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. You just have to talk to the Holy Spirit. Can we tell the Holy Spirit our frustrations? Yes. Amen. If you're lonely, can you tell the Holy Spirit? Yes. I'm telling you right now, in this life without the Holy Spirit, most of the time we will react and respond. Am I correct? How many single people in this, in this room? 
where you complain to the Lord, I'm, I'm, I, I go to church, I attend services, I'm, I'm part of a Bible study, I, I'm part of the music team, I wear che- a checkered, and then, why? What's wrong? Okay, and, and I'm, I'm involved with what we're doing here. Lord, but for the past 10 years, I've been praying for the right one. Lord, just give me the right one. It has been 10 years. Lord, puti pa si Snow White. Tumagat naman sana sa nagka-boyfriend. Hugot! And this is why it is important. Because the Bible says, in Titus chapter 3, verse 5, He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by washing of and renewal of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that what? That renews you as an individual. Amen. So I want us to go directly to Acts chapter 3. Usually it's a long introduction and a short message. Amen. So Acts chapter 3 verse 1, okay? The story of the lame beggar. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. It's part of their tradition. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called Beautiful Gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, this beggar said and asked them for alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him as did John and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and enter the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement and what had happened to him. Can we just take this time right now to bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you that indeed, Lord God, your Holy Spirit is made manifest or manifested in, 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 our, in our midst right now. And I ask, Lord, to reveal yourself to each and every person. I thank you that indeed you are a spirit, Lord God, that would want to uh, show us, Father, how to interact and interface with you. Lord, thank you for this opportunity that we will have a clear understanding of who you are in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The lame beggar was despised uh, by, by their own culture because if you're, if you're sick and really suffering from a disease, you are considered someone who has lived a life of sin, and that's how they would see people. And this is a, a, a fascinating story because Peter, okay, on their way to the temple, Okay, with uh, an agenda in mind, okay, was a surprise of this interruption. Okay, they never thought that they'll encounter a beggar or uh, somebody in this condition. Uh, I want to revisit verse one. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the what? The temple. And, and, and I just can't help but, but really identify with Peter and John because uh, this is already chapter 3 and they have an agenda. But suddenly, because of the need of the hour, they just don't have a choice but respond to the what? This lame beggar. Remember that Peter and John had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And because of this, okay, they are motivated, empowered, okay, directed by the Holy Spirit. So in the same manner, I hope that 
as we have acknowledged Christ as our Lord and Savior, I hope that you do recognize that in fact you have accepted the Holy Spirit in your life. The day that you came to the Lord, you have the Holy Spirit in your life. But the problem is that we have invited the Holy Spirit, but we have not grown into what? A relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you don't talk with the Holy Spirit, if you don't interact with the Holy Spirit, you will never grow in your understanding of who He is. And because of this, it is important that we do recognize that at the end of the day, we want to be transformed. We want to do the things that God wants us to do, but apart from the Holy Spirit, we're limited. Thus, the Holy Spirit, I want to remind all of you, empowers us to what Christ-like living. And it's not easy, but one thing for sure, it's doable. If you allow the Holy Spirit to take you by the hand, you'll be surprised that you will act, think, do things like Jesus. The problem with us is that we just want to be good. Because we thought Christianity is about being good. Remember, goodness is not the goal. Goodness is the fruit, the byproduct of having the Holy Spirit. The goal is not to be good. The goal is to be alive because alive people do good. And the reason why we see transformation in the life of somebody because the Holy Spirit is working in his life. So don't be consumed of trying to be good or probably uh, uh, monitoring or, or probably you, your, your goal is to always be on top if you're sinning or not. How many of you here at times were paranoid if we're sinning or not? It's good to be conscious okay, of your ways. But I hope you're more conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because transformation is inevitable when you have the Holy Spirit. How many of you here, you want to change? All of us, right? Even I as a pastor, I want to change. I want to mature. I want to grow. And thus it is important that in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, it states right here, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ, does not belong to Him. Anyone who does have the Spirit of Christ belongs to Christ. Amen? This is what the Bible is trying to convey. Therefore, the Spirit is what? The guarantee and the assurance that whatever Christ has accomplished on the cross, you can accomplish. Because it is the Spirit that gives you the power to say no to ungodliness. All of us, I don't know with you, okay, one way or the other, there was an instance in your life that you know that indeed whatever you're doing is something that displeases God. There is this microchip from deep inside your soul that tells you that's wrong. Even if you're not around Christians or you're not in this religious or, or this type of gathering, there is this voice deep within your heart that tells you that's wrong. That's the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy, Holy Spirit convicts and never condemns. So if you're here right now, you're saying, God, why am I being convicted of what this pastor is saying? I mean, I don't know you. I don't know your background. I, I, I did not stalk your Facebook account. I don't have time for that. But how come you, you feel that the Spirit of God is talking to you? This message was not for you. This is for everybody. This is, this is a public gathering where the Word of God is, is delivered. But how come deep within your heart you feel like there is something that's happening here? Why? That's the Spirit of God. This is why this series... And the next few weeks will be exciting because indeed the Spirit testifies and tells us that we're one with Christ. We can live like Christ when we are united in Christ. And what causes us to live and be united with Christ, it is because of the Spirit of God in us. So I want to invite you, if you have not come to a place wherein you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not invited and you're not 
uh, recruited in a religion. You are invited into a relationship with Christ. So whether you attend or not, every, uh, every single uh, or every Sunday, I mean, it's your call. But God wants us to know that He's interested with each and every one of us. So if you have not come into a place wherein you have decided, I want to have a relationship with God, and I cannot change my, myself, and I cannot live a perfect life, and you are far from being perfect, this is the place for you. This is why it is possible for us, just like what I mentioned a while ago, to live like Christ because of the Holy Spirit. Thus, in verse 6 of the same chapter, but Peter said, I have no silver and gold. The beggar was asking for money. But he said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. He was simply saying that I, I, I don't have what you want. He was simply saying, I don't have what you momentarily want. And how many of you here can relate that usually when we approach God, we think short term. We want a quick alleviation. And we want at times... God to respond to our situation. Some of us are asking for patience, right? Lord, give me patience right now. Do you understand? And, and, and at times, we, we, we miss the point. Why? Because we think by God solving our present concern will alleviate our condition. I want you to know one thing. There are a lot of prayers that we have uttered, but how many of you here with all the financial needs and emotional needs and mental needs and every uh, need and, and desires that we want, how many of you here, you are thankful that more than what you want and what you need, God opted to prioritize and His top priority is to forgive you. Yes, you need money. You need a, a lifetime partner. But He gave in to your inner longing. You, you think that you, you, you need uh, the things that can probably... Uh, satisfy and pacify. But I hope you do understand that God, after all, is correct by sending His Son, though you did not ask for it. Because that's the answer to a lot of our questions. And He took Him by the right hand and raised Him up, and immediately His feet and ankles were made strong. This is a powerful miracle. I want you right now, for, for 10 seconds, imagine somebody is holding His hand do you understand? And, and, and he recovered. And I realized that when, when, you, when you go out of your way, and a lot of us here are intimidated, but if you have a constant encounter with the Holy Spirit, you'll just do the things naturally because it's not about you. It's about what the Holy Spirit can do. A lot of us here, we have been attending this church, but my question with you, have you experienced who the Holy Spirit is. We can be entertained by our music team. We can be entertained by a lot of things that we do here upstage, but at the end of the day, I cannot build a relationship with the Holy Spirit with me as your representative. You have to do it on your own. This is why when he experienced the healing, leaping up he stood and began to walk and enter the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And thus, people are mesmerized and amazed. Just like what I mentioned, when you have the Holy Spirit, you can help but live like Christ. And when you have the Holy Spirit, 
everything that you do is not just to point to an experience. A lot of people, they think that by having the Holy Spirit has a lot to do. And I have nothing against it with just the experience. I don't know if, if you have uh, seen this in the past where a pastor would ask someone to move in front and be prayed for. I'm not against it. But usually people are, 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 are just basking in the presence of God. I love worship. But people are for the manifestation. People are just for the experience. Pastor, kailan ako matutumba? Bilisan mo na. Pwede ka on your own. Honestly, guys, look up here. On your own. Say on your own. Pwede ka magpatumba on your own. Nasubukan nyo na. Okay? In a count of three, one to three, patumba. Do you understand? You can do that. But if this is just for ex- experience sake, you're missing the point. The role of the Holy Spirit is to always point you to Jesus. Yes, you will be overwhelmed. Yes, at times you will cry. Yes, at times you will feel a lot of things. Yes, uh, you, you're, you'll be excited. Yes, you'll appreciate the joy of being saved. Yes, you're, you can't help but raise your hand before you find it weird. But here you are. You're raising your hand. It is the Holy Spirit working in your life. Some of you here, you just can't help in the middle of, of the day. You repent because the Holy Spirit is working in your life. Amen. But at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit's job is that you will have an intimate encounter with Jesus. Anything in this world that doesn't bring you to Jesus is not of God. Let me say that once again. You're excited of church? Does it bring you one step closer to Jesus? Does it cause you to be more in love with God? If coming to church, you're tired and you grumble because nobody recognizes whatever you're giving into the kingdom of God, we're missing the point here. The reason why you're serving, the reason why you're coming to church, the reason why you love your wife, because you love Jesus and he first loved you. This is why everything that we do should be empowered by the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, you will do what is good in the eyes of man, but not of God. Let me say that once again. You will do what is good. Ang galing mo naman, nagbibigay ka sa tithes. But you know in your heart, this is just for a show. You can do what is good in the eyes of man, but not of God. That is something that we need to check our hearts. Because it is only through the Holy Spirit that you will do the things that pleases God. You know what happened here? The guy was just overwhelmed with his newfound encounter with God. The Bible says in verse 8, And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple. They were not just available to, to, to show the man and this beggar that there's no other way but God himself. They can leave the person, but they took the person by the hand. And this is a picture that at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit empowers us, not just with Christ-like living, but Christ-like leading. We are not just consumed with experience. We are not just consumed with the manifestation. Our goal is to lead this person to Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, the role of the Holy Spirit is to point you to Jesus. And it is amazing that you will wake up one morning, you are in fact surprised why you love Jesus, why you're reading the Bible, why you're fascinated with who He is, why you keep on sharing Christ because you're forever amazed with what He did for you and me. Remember the reason why you talk to people about Christ because you are 
amazed with who he is. How many of you here, honestly, okay, when you are amazed with something or someone, you talk about, you boast about it because you have connected how amazing, okay, this person is. This person, okay, some of you here are beginning to recall someone, okay? And because you're forever amazed, you, you, you are willing to get past all the fears and the rejections and the intimidations. You don't care what people will say. I'm just amazed with who he is. You are motivated by the Spirit to brag and boast about Christ. Amen. Because it is the Holy Spirit that shed light to what Jesus did on the cross. You will not appreciate the death of Christ without the Holy Spirit. Thus, I want to remind you that when they entered the temple, the man that received a miracle was a testament that God indeed is at work in our lives. I do pray that more than just the joy, the emotions, the fun of being in church, that after we're done and you go out of this room, you will end up in love with Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my prayer that all of us will understand that everything that we do is not just for experience sake, but Christ's sake. I do pray that each and every person in this room will soon recognize that apart from the Holy Spirit, we will never understand who Christ is. The Holy Spirit should always, and our encounter with Him, should always point us to Christ. I just would want you to know one thing, that in this church and in this ministry, we want all of you to grow and mature in your walk with God. We want you to mature. We want you to, de- to develop. We want you to have a running relationship with Jesus. We want you to appreciate God. And I hope that you do recognize that in this church, we don't want you to do life alone. Just like the encounter of Peter and John, that he took this uh, lame beggar that recovered from his condition, took him by the hand, and, and they saw that Christ was with them. And if you look at Acts chapter 4, they saw Peter and John and schooled and ordinary men. Right? Are you reading your Bible? And one thing that they have observed, though Peter and John are unschooled and ordinary, one thing that they have noticed, these people have been with Jesus. I hope that starting tonight, when you go and interface with the world, and as you interact with the world, you don't have to say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm from victory. You don't have to tell them if you're a Christian. With the way you talk, the way you smile, the way you live your life, they'll say, this person has been with Jesus. And I want you to know, it will take time. But if you're here right now, and you're not familiar with our program, starting today, we will launch a campaign known as I want to one to one. If you want to grow, and I will journey with, with someone as well, we will discuss to you this personal follow-up and discipleship uh, manual so that you'll grow in your walk with God. Remember this. You cannot grow okay, in your walk with God by doing life alone. So if you're interested, okay, starting today, you're saying, God, I'm done just coming to church. It's about time that before I cross another year and face another year, God, I want to know you. So if you're like me, where you can even imagine that God will use you, where I can even imagine that I'll be preaching God's word, 
every single week because of my past, you're in the right crowd. If you feel like you're a good person, I'm not taking it against you. But at the end of the day, you know in your heart that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, no matter how good you are, you go home empty. You know that. So today, we want to challenge all of you. Or if you're not interested with anyone, you approach me. I can do one-to-one with you or point you to somebody who can do one-to-one with you. (laughs) I don't know, but I just want you to grow. Amen? Can we just take this time right now to pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful moment. Indeed, you are present in our midst. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. And as we bow our heads and close our eyes, you're saying right now, Holy Spirit, can we start with a clean slate? Can I start all over again? Can I start a journey with you? If you're saying right now that, that they're saying, I, I want to start a journey with you. You're saying, Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want you to raise your hand right now. I will pray for you. You want to know the Holy Spirit? Just raise your hand as high as you can. Stand right now. And, and, and if you're the person, can you stand? If you want to know the Holy Spirit, stand on your feet. Come on now. I want to recognize you. You want to know the Holy Spirit. Some of you here are saying, I know the Holy Spirit. You don't have any idea. There's a first group of people. Second group of people, I want to know more of who the Holy Spirit. You're saying, God, I'm not satisfied with my walk with you. I want more of you in my life. I want you to stand on your feet. More of God in your life. Come on now. More of God in your life. More of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you you introduce yourself to these people. Can we, can we not bow? You know what? What you did by standing up, and, and it doesn't make people that are seated less of a believer or a Christian, but I want you to know if the Holy Spirit is around, I want you to imagine how He would take this moment. It's like standing for someone and the person is from afar and you're simply making a bold statement by saying, I want to know you. He's interested with us for years. I don't think we have been interested with him. So I do pray that the Holy Spirit will revisit you, will cause you to yearn and desire for his presence in Jesus' name. You can sit down. As we end, thank you, Lord God, for each and every person that made a decision to know the Holy Spirit. Thank you that tonight, tomorrow morning, in the coming days, remind us to always recognize your presence. Some of us, there is no special way, special way to know the Holy Spirit. Start talking to Him. And my second agenda tonight if you are in this room and you're saying, I've been coming in and out, I've been, I've been attending this gathering, and you're saying, I've been enjoying the different messages every Sunday, can we just bow our heads and close our eyes? But you, you want God in your life. You are in the right place with the right kind of people. Because God wants to take control of your life if you allow Him to do so. You're saying, I want God in my life. I want to start all over again. I cannot allow my past to control my life. This moment is for you. And what I'm asking from you is to invite Jesus in your heart. You're not joining a religion. 
you are simply inviting Christ to have a personal relationship with you. So if you want Jesus into your heart, you want and you're simply saying, Jesus, I want to start all over again. Please repeat this prayer after me. Say this after me. Jesus, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Be with me every step of the way. Give me a new hope, new life, and a new destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Praise God. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.